Hey, Jeffrey Craner here. We have some amazing merch in the Welcome to Night Vale store. We've got some basic Night Vale logo stuff like shirts, doormats, beach towels, pins, posters, and totes. And that's a fun way to tell the world, hey, I like this show and I want you to know about it. But we also have so much more than just logoed items. We've got, quote, shirts that have some of your favorite Night Vale sensibilities, like pain is just pain entering the body, all tattoos are temporary tattoos, kill your double, and anything is a pinata if you hit it hard enough. There's also beautiful and disturbing blankets designed by Jessica Hayworth, Akashic plushie, mugs, sticker packs, Big Rico's aprons, Hoodies, jigsaw puzzles, spider wolves, baseball caps, night veil collars for dogs, bandanas for humans. We even have a challenge coin now, and of course, shorts that say creepy on the butt. Because butts can be creepy, and we should celebrate that. You can get Night Vale merch at welcometonightvale.com. Click on store. That's welcometonightvale.com. Click on store, and hey, thanks. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law how do i love thee let me count your teeth happy all smiles eve desert bluffs Hi, listeners. It's Kevin. And Lauren. We hope you're all having the smilingest All Smiles Eve you could have ever wished for. Desert Bluffs, too. Welcome to our holiday show, where we retell the classic story of All Smiles Eve. Mm, We'll also have great last-minute gift ideas and cooking tips. But first, let's have a look around town to see how people are celebrating this most wonderful of holidays. Mm. Of course, our old city of Desert Bluffs is no more. It's been swallowed up by the town of Nightvale, but we found a new home here in a desert otherworld. We're broadcasting now from this scenic lighthouse atop a tall mountain, looking out over endless, sand-covered nothingness. I like the sand. It's my favorite part of living here. I like the nothingness. It really clears the mind. But there are moments of somethingness, and they are beautiful displays of lights and crafts. Frank Donnelly, who lives atop the Northwest Bluff, has strung up a series of colorful gasoline canisters over his storefront where he sells tarantula parts. At dusk, he sets each can on fire, and the burning plastic just melts away, spilling down onto the people below. Alejandro Salazar, who lives in the cave just to the south base of this mountain, has painted lips and teeth around the entrance to her home. <laughs> and my favorite holiday decoration this year is Gunit Jindal's smile tree. Mm-hmm. She's built a 20-foot-tall cactus out of human teeth. <laughs> she even used coyote skins turned inside out to look like flowers. Oh, I love people's creativity at this time of year. It's so fun to walk around town and see the night lit up with seasonal joy, to smell the burning petroleum products, to hear the screams 
and feel the warm fire in the cool, dry air. You truly do love the holidays. Mm. Lauren, I think it's time to tell the story of All Smiles Eve. Yay! Let's go! Once there was a family, the Goods, who lived in the desert. Two mothers, a father, a daughter, a son, three dogs, the front half of a cat, and a very long house. They were a happy family, but no one knew it. People would often say to them, You'd be so happy if you just smiled. But the good family would always say, We are smiling! We are happy! It's just that no one could see their smiles. Their faces always remained in a neutral state. Even the good family couldn't tell when each other were smiling. Each one thought the other was unhappy because none of them had a visible smile. Sometimes the mothers would ask their younger child, Why are you sad, Felicia? And Felicia would say, I am not sad, mothers. And then Felicia would smile, and her mothers would smile, but none of them appeared to be smiling to each other, and they would all remain sad. Sometimes the father broke things on purpose, like vases, or the children's toys, or the children's toy vases, or birds. It brought him great joy breaking things, because it reminded him that he was autonomous. But to the outside eye, it looked like an expressionless man smashing random objects. The older child, Jason, had a piece of lumber he carried around with him always. It was a baluster from an old stairwell railing, and he loved it. He had named it Jason also because it reminded him of himself, and he would dress the stick in similar shirts and pants. Felicia asked him, Why do you dress like that stick, Jason? It makes me happy, Jason said. See? See how I smile, sister? No, she said. Their neighbors and friends wanted the goods to be happy. And they were, but they could not smile. The goods thought they were smiling, but they were not. No one knew how to solve the problem because no one knew what the problem was. Oh, this part makes me slightly less happy than I always am. Oh, yes. When people don't smile, everyone else has to smile even harder. I can't wait to hear how the story ends. But now, let's share some of our favorite holiday dishes. (laughs) I know you all out there are busily preparing your All Smiles Day meals. Kevin, what is your favorite dish? When I was a boy, my father used to make caramel. He would pour a whole bag of sugar into a large pot and put it over the highest heat. Then... He would stir and stir, slowly mixing in heavy cream until the sugar liquefied and toasted. Then, as the syrup came to a boil, he would call the kids into the kitchen and we would all open our hands and he would pour the boiling caramel into our cupped palms. 
It burned our hands so badly, but that was no problem, because we just forced the sweet caramel quickly into our mouths, where it also badly burnt our tongues and lips. Oh, it was one of my happiest memories. Years later, when I was an adult, I found a starling in a shopping center parking lot. Its head had been crushed by a car tire, and its rear leg was still twitching. I watched it for about 15 minutes until it stopped moving. Thanks for that recipe, Kevin. (laughs) My favorite holiday dish is radish casserole. It's really easy to make. You just pull the stems off, then using a peeler, you remove the red skin. Then place the radish in a food processor and blend it until it's a stiff paste. Pour onto a plate and voila! (laughs) I still don't know who killed that starling. Let's continue with our story of All Smiles Eve. The good family began treating themselves more gently, considering that perhaps they maybe were dealing with something more serious than just a lack of happiness. One mother told the other mother that depression and anxiety are more common than we think, and the other mother said, we should listen to each other more and try to better understand our pain. Pain is something we can all understand, the father said, and he pointed to the half-cat under the shrubs, which they had adopted last month when they found it decomposing on their lawn. They named the half-cat Mr. Doodles. (laughs) Oh, the whole family cooed. Mr. Doodles... They all smiled, unnoticeably. Jason and Felicia wanted their friends to know they were happy, so they began practicing smiling in the mirror, but even they couldn't see a change in their faces. Plus, mirrors were upsetting because of all the people who had gathered behind them in the reflection that weren't actually there when they turned around to face them. But one day, the Good family's life would change because they would meet the Smiling God. I love this part. We'll be back with more of the story in a moment. But let's talk about some last-minute gift ideas. I know a lot of you out there waited until the last possible moment to buy your All Smiles Day gifts. But not to worry, because there are plenty of meaningful gifts you can get right now. You could even make something. People enjoy receiving handcrafted gifts from loved ones. For instance, Lauren... I bought some yarn and then Uh hand-knitted you this sweater. Kevin? (laughs) It's beautiful. It's covered in... Are these worms? Sure are. I bought those at the bait shop. Amazing. And Kevin, I bought you some cologne. I don't wear cologne. That's why I bought you cologne. I special ordered it from a perfumery in Francia. It's called Grausalakeln. I can see by your grin that you love it. I'll spray some on you. Oh, it burns. (laughs) It's acid. Look at all the little bubbles forming on my wrist. I can see my veins. Listeners, you may not have time to knit a sweater and staple live worms to it or special order a foreign cologne, but here are a few ideas to help you out in your last minute gift buying. People love animals. Maybe buy them a dog. Or how about a coupon book full of chores you'll do for them, like I'll clean the dishes for one whole month, or I'll beg you for my life, or I'll sharpen your teeth while you sleep. I'm sure those are great gift ideas, Lauren. 
I wasn't listening because my arm hurts so much. <sighs> Let's continue with our story of All Smiles Eve. Okay. One day, the good family felt hot. They lived in the desert because they loved feeling hot, so this made them very happy. Their feet burned. They couldn't hold still. They leapt up and down to keep their feet from being completely scorched. And it looked like a dance. They were joyously happy. They smiled and smiled, but to anyone watching, they looked like the saddest dancers ever. They heard a loud pop as the sand around their home burst skyward and the smiling god emerged. I am the smiling god, the smiling god said, and the good family's ears began to melt away. They clutched at their heads, screaming. They had never felt so happy. Why are you not happy? The god asked. You should be happy, the god demanded. We are, the good family insisted. See us smiling? No, the god said. But soon I will. And the smiling god told them about purity and about devouring. The smiling god showed the family a PowerPoint presentation on the subject of purity, even though PowerPoint, let alone computers, would not be invented for more than a century. The good family happily watched the smiling god's lecture. They smiled imperceptibly through the whole thing, and the smiling god grew furious because it could not see how happy they were. The smiling god said to the good family, saying, Behold, you will smile so much, you will never want to stop. The good family said, We are smiling. But the smiling god had already devoured their home in one heaving gulp. All that remained was a smoldering pit and scattered debris. Jason, the boy found splinters of Jason the stick. Mr. Doodles was now only a fourth of a cat. Aww, the whole family cooed. Mr. Doodles. Their long house was a long pit, and every single mirror in their home was gone, along with the ghastly figures who gathered in the reflections. And the good family was so happy and so afraid. They concentrated hard on making the biggest smiles they could, but the smiling god could not see their pure joy on their bland faces. Oh, 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 I can't wait to hear the end of this story, Kevin. But for now, let's, let's get to today's weather. characters then We were bonfires of valentines We were piss and vinegar then We were smashing hearts none of them were mine I used to be a hard rocker I used to be a fast talker the I used to be a hard rocker, used to be a fast talker, now I barely talk at all. 
The good family sifted through the debris of their home, knowing that the smiling God had purified it for them. It would be difficult to get by without food or shelter or belongings, but they knew purity was all they truly needed to be happy. But the younger child, Felicia, had seen the face of the smiling God and knew that they had disappointed it. She told Jason that they had to do something, and Jason agreed. Jason set out to find everything in the wreckage that might make them smile. He showed Felicia how the bottom of the pit was all wet and gooey. Her expression did not change. He brought their three dogs around for her to pet, but the poor animals could not stop vomiting. He asked their parents to come give him and Felicia hugs and tell them that they loved them and that they wanted their children to be happy. But I am happy, Felicia protested, and she pointed at her lips. See? They did not see. Felicia lowered her head. She stared at her shoes with their brand new laces, white as the smiling God's teeth, not knowing what to do. But then, then she saw something interesting under her feet. A framed photograph. She picked it up. The wooden frame was completely torn off one side, and the glass was shattered. The photo underneath was discernible, but it had warped and wilted in the heat of the smiling god's arrival. It was a family photo. Mom, Mom, Dad, Jason, three non-vomiting dogs, and the front half of a cat. Everyone was smiling, just not visibly, of course. Felicia stared lovingly into the frame, and it all made sense to her. We're not smiling, she shouted. She pulled at the frame, tearing it away. She grabbed at the triangular shards of glass, covering the photograph. Oh, I'm definitely smiling, her mother said. I'm smiling up a storm, her other mother said. I am smiling like a fox in a smile house, her father said. But no one agreed with anyone. Felicia said, no, you're not, but you will be. Felicia turned her back to them. She lifted her hands to her face, and the family photograph fluttered to the earth. Felicia pressed the tip of the glass fragment against her front teeth and pulled sharply back to her right. She felt a warm rush of air across her gums. Her family saw a line of blood flash across the hot sand. She did it again to her left side. Her face hurt with joy, with happiness. She turned around, and her family saw that she was smiling from ear to ear. And they wanted to smile that much. They wanted to smile like that and never stop. Felicia wasn't concerned that she got blood on her brand new shoelaces. She knew her family was so proud of her smile. Now I must make all of you happy, she said. And she did. 
She chased each of them down, one by one, and when she was done, they were all smiling, the biggest smiles they had ever smiled. So many teeth in the good family. The smiling god saw all of this, and it was honored and pleased. So the smiling god devoured the entire family, and they died. <sighs> what a beautiful story. Yes. Yes. And the souls of that family were so joyous and pure that they still wander our town with huge toothy grins. And every year, on All Smiles Eve, they enter the homes of children who do not smile, and then they help them smile. It's a good moral. As children, my siblings and I used to leave a shard of glass and a set of bloody shoelaces just outside our unlocked front door on All Smiles Eve to show Felicia that we already knew how to smile. Well, a happy All Smiles Eve to everyone in Desert Bluffs, too. May the corners of your mouth be ever-widening. Believe in a smiling God, my friends. And know that joy is in your teeth. Good night, Kevin. And good night, Desert Bluffs, too. Good night. Welcome to Night Vale is a production of Night Vale Presents. It is written by Joseph Fink and Jeffrey Craner and produced by Joseph Fink. The voice of Kevin was Kevin R. Free. The voice of Lauren was Lauren Sharp. Original music by Joseph Fink. All of it can be found at josephfink.bandcamp.com. This episode's weather was Fast Talker by AJ and the Good Intentions. Find out more at ajandthegoodintentions.bandcamp.com. Comments, questions, email us at info at welcometonightvale.com. Or follow us on Twitter at Nightvale Radio. Or do the gesture of the dragon just above the dungeon. Check out welcometonightvale.com for more information on this show, as well as our upcoming tours of where you live, if you live where we are touring. Today's proverb, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, now you're just being an asshole. Hello, iPod broadcast listeners. My name is Meg, and I am one of the esteemed tri-hosts of the beloved iBroad Good Morning Night Vale. I, along with my hilarious friends, fellow Night Vale actors, passionate eaters, and soft-hitting journalists, Symphony Sanders and Hal Lovelin, are now over 100 episodes into our deep dive recap show of Welcome to Night Vale. We've tackled topics like soft meat crown head cannons, Cecil's fashion, and whether Steve Scones were really all that terrible, plus behind-the-scenes stories from the Night Vale creative family. And we've heard from listeners like you about queer representation, Night Vale named pets, major theories, minor questions, and of course, best and worst practices for, um, alternative spa therapy services. If you know, you know. Check out Good Morning Night Vale every other Thursday, wherever you get your eye broads, eye casts, pod broads, and podcasts. I think I like pod broads the best. I'm a real pod broad myself.